Podcast. Welcome to Everything You Need to Know About Music, where tonight I, Jason, am sitting with my friend Kevin. Say what's up, Kev. Hello, Jason. Hello, listeners. And Michael. Hello, Michael. Hello, Jason. Hello, indeed. Welcome back, gentlemen. Um, tonight, we are doing a part two of an episode that we did a few months back on Yacht Rock. Let me ask a question. Please. Is this the first part two? In the history of everything yes. you, need, you need to know yes. about music. This is the first part too. So we are breaking new ground here. Yeah. I like it. And the reason we're doing it is because we got so many comments and uh, likes on this particular topic that we thought we would do another one. It was the one that people said, wow, uh, I'd love to hear more of those songs. I am... So excited because as <laughs> as I said in the first podcast, this is my favorite genre. It, it, so. it floored me then, and it still floors me today. For all I know about you, that you say this is your favorite genre of yes, music, it is. That's pretty awesome. Um, before we do that, very quickly, we'd like to do the segment. This is my jam, where we discuss right now what we're listening to. And Michael, I'm gonna have you go first if you don't mind. Sure thing. So my jam today is. Uh, a little different than some of my previous ones. This is a pop song. Oh, it's probably my favorite pop song of the last previous decade. Hang on. Did Dave Grohl or any one of the Foo Fighters ever do a pop song? Dave Grohl is not in this pop song. Whoa. Whoa. Mike is breaking I'm switching it up. Today. Holy moly. Okay. And I knew I wanted to pick the song, but I really didn't know that much about it. So I uh, did a little research and I didn't know this story. I hope some others don't because I think it's kind of cool. Okay. So it spent, nine weeks at number one it won the 2014 grammy for song of the year it was written by a 15 year old and a half hour on a school break what okay the inspiration for the title came from a photo that she saw of in national geographic a 1976 picture of kevin's favorite baseball player george brett what? Okay. Wait, the, say that one more I time? I, I think I know, but I'll let you go. Yeah, wait, wait, say it one more time. A National Geographic picture. Yes. Uh, from 1976 of a baseball player, George Brett, signing autographs. Oh, wait, wait. Okay. So George Brett was in National Geographic? Is yes. National Geographic like, like a nature? It's been a yeah. long time. I, since I, I think right? it's a more recent National Geographic magazine, but it's, oh, an, old, okay, it's an old okay. baseball picture. Of him signing autographs. And yes, George Got Brett it. was indeed my favorite player growing up. So that, Why? That, that's pretty cool. Should we even talk about that? Why? So when I first got into baseball, um, my dad had a uh, an office in Kansas City, and he was able to get tickets to the 1986 World... 1985, excuse me, 1985 World Series, uh, Game 6 in Kansas City, which is still to this day... They beat the Cardinals two to one. It was, there was a very uh, controversial call at first base where the guy should have been called out and he wasn't for the Royals. And the Royals won two one um, to to tie up the series three three, and then they crushed them in, in game seven. So that was, and even though I was from Pittsburgh, we had lived in Tampa already. We didn't have a baseball team down here at the time, so the Royals became my favorite team, and George Brett was kind Holy of the star smokes. player. And okay. I had two hundred George Brett baseball cards. Wow. Okay. So this song is about excess and, uh, you know, other artists that oh, I know show, it. show all yep. flamboyant cars and planes. And, uh, you That's know, this, how this, she wrote it? This 15-year-old girl didn't have any money, and she had to worry about cab fares, getting to parties. And uh, so she wrote this song in 30 minutes called... That's a great story. George, That's a great story. George Brett's uniform right in the front, big, bold print, Royals. No This kidding. is Lord. Wow. I've never seen a diamond in the flesh. 
great story, Mike. That's awesome. And a great song. Yeah, really cool song. I think this will transcend time. This one will last. She did a great job with this. It's got some hip-hop, but it's still like a beautiful voice. Yes. It's unique, for sure. She has great range on that yeah. voice, too. Yeah, all right, great. This is your jam right now. My great jam. one. And okay, again, great one. It was not... A Foo Fighters song. No, and that deserves just it, major it, applause. It was right like there. a running. It was like a running gag. <laughs> I know. I, I was gonna keep it going, but I, I uh, wanted you, to switch you, it up. You okay. picked a great one. All right, my turn. Let me go next. All right, mine does not have as cool of a story. However, um, the band that I play in, we're starting to do a couple of really cool cover songs and obscure cover songs. Cover songs that. I don't think, unless you're a real music fan, you'll know necessarily. Are you able to name some? Or, well, first of all, are you going to play one? I'm going to play one now. Okay. Yeah. You'll know it right away. And, and I knew the song, but I didn't really dig deep into the song until I had to. Okay. And now that I've had to, it has become my jam for this week. Okay. So I'm just going to play it for you, and I think you'll know it. This is... I'm looking at you, Kev. Stones, right? Yeah. This is Dead Flowers from, 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 Sticky, Fingers, from Sticky Fingers, 1971. And I, at first, I was like, sounds a little boring. I don't know. It's not really a, like my favorite Stones song, but it goes places I didn't think it would go. And the harmonies that Mick does is absolutely fantastic. And so I'm just going to skip to that part a little bit. I know you think you're got a great country backbone to it. You wouldn't think that they would do country. Well, remember we did... Uh, I know! I did the Exile on Main Street podcast. I know, and, and you talked about... me for thinking that Dead Flowers is on it since I did that podcast. Yeah. But a lot of their songs on that one I kind bet. of had that country You're tinge right. to it. So this has been my jam. Country blues, right? It's a country country blues. blues, yeah, for sure. So that's Dead Flowers, Rolling Stones, and that is my jam for this week. That's a fine choice. What are what are some of the other nice songs song. that you guys some of the other obscure <sighs> covers that you're doing? Um Dire Straits Water of Love. Oh, that's a great song. It's a great song, but nobody knows that song. Right. And it's a little like I would want to do some of the other Dire Straits songs that are so um known, but it's it's funny how you see people go I've never heard this song before. And then you see the music lovers go, "Oh, that's awesome. Nobody right. does that one." So it's kind of an kind of a neat to have an eclectic uh, group of of songs that some people really know and others are like, oh, did you guys write that one? And we're like, no, that's a Dire Straits song. <laughs> yeah. Now, wait, no, no walk of life though. Going back to baseball. No. Remember that? that? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. That's way too popular for, for us. All right, Kev, you're up. Good stuff. All right. Okay, Jason and Michael, this is my jam right now. Wow. Would never have expected you to say no. this. Do you, you guys know, know what it oh, is? Of course, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Maroon Five. Beauty Queen of Only Eighteen. Great tune. Had some trouble with So go ahead. I want to hear why this is your yeah, jam right now. Listen. Wow, because this isn't you. Like not at all. Is it? Right. Well, no. here's what it's. I I would say Maroon Five is not me. Like the only songs I know by them are 
This Love, right? This Love. Which yeah. I think was on this. Yeah. This, so yeah. this is on songs about Jane. This, by the way, the name of the song is She Will Be Loved. Yeah. Um, from Maroon 5. On their One of their th- biggest hits for sure. Had to have been, right? Oh, yeah. Huge. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, and you're right. I'm not a Maroon 5 guy yeah, no. at all. Right. In fact, I only know, I think, two songs. One is This Love, which are two songs other than this. This Love, which was on the album, I think was a hit. Yep. And then the other one is Moves Like Jagger, which I think is one of the worst songs of the 21st century. But a good pop song uh, and a good like crowd favorite that just everyone knows the words but to. It's like, it's like Calliope. It's no, just, I- <laughs> um, but if you, if you play this, I love the verse. This pre-chorus right here yeah, great. is excellent. His range is great too. He's got a nice falsetto, doesn't he? He yeah, does here. Pretty good, yeah. Look for the girl with the broken smile. But why? What, 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 what drew you to this song? Hey, could you hear the chorus real quick? <laughs> it's a great chorus too. It is. I mean, so here's the thing. For me, all the elements are there for a perfect little slice of pop heaven. Okay. okay. Yeah. Whereas their yeah. other stuff just doesn't quite do it for me. Um, and, and as you guys know, I'm an album guy. I'm not a guy that listens to um, singles, singles usually. Right, right. Sometimes I can still surprise. That's pretty cool. Um, That's pretty but, good. All right, good. Oh, wait. Do you know Sunday Morning by them? That's my favorite Maroon I 5 song. If, if, I mean, if, if you played it, I might know, but I don't know it just by you saying Sunday Morning. It's on that same album. If you get a chance, just check it out. You might like it. It's in that same pop, oh, wow, I could listen to this over and over again kind of category. There you but go. anyway. All right, go ahead. Sorry. So, so, so guilty pleasure is right. what that is, right? Okay, right. And I think it's a little bit of the topic we're doing tonight. It, Yacht Rock's a little bit of a guilty pleasure, right? I think it is. Yep. I think it is. So we are back on the boat, Jason. Okay. I noticed you didn't bring your captain's hat, which I thought you were going to have I, on, I on this almost, go-around. I almost brought it. So for those that didn't listen to part one, I think we should discuss a little bit about the genre, mm-hmm. a little bit about what it takes for a song to make it into the category of Yacht Rock, mm-hmm. where it came from, and then just briefly a history of some of the players, yep. some of the sounds, some of the vibe, like what it is. Because it is still so new that people, I think, maybe recognize the name but don't really know what it means. Sure. So I'll task you guys one more time with kind of teaching me again what it is to be a part of Yacht Rock. Is that okay? Absolutely. All right. Okay. Absolutely. So ha- happy to go through it. I will recommend though, and especially if you like this one, go back and listen to that first one. Yeah. Um, because the songs that are in there are excellent. I'm sure the songs will be today as well. <laughs> but, um, you know, and, and, and we talk, you know, I'll get a little bit into, you know, the patron saints of, uh, of Yacht Rock, Michael McDonald yep. and Kenny Loggins, who I don't know if any, if, if any of that's going to happen today. But, um, you know, as so I you, but wait, before we even do yeah. that, you guys both picked, what, a few songs that are important or special to you in the Yacht Rock category to teach me about it, but didn't necessarily adhere to the same criteria as last time or what for me yes well, okay i went off a little bit last time too but i'm skirting the edges okay this time well let's around. do this first let's talk about what it means to be a yacht rock song yep. yeah let's do that all right so yacht rock refers to the music of the mid to late 70s early 80s okay soft easy favorite so to say but the guys that defined it, so it, in, in 1976 or even in 1984, nobody called it Yacht Rock. Right, right. It wasn't a thing. There was, there was no genre. Um, it wasn't until about 2005 um, when there were four, four, four comedians, actually, mm-hmm. that helped, um, helped kind of define it because they did an awesome web series called Yacht Rock. Um, look it up. There's 10, um, they, they do 10 little episodes. They're like you 10 minutes You said it was each. like 10, 10 minute episodes. 10 yeah, minutes each. Okay, right. It's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's the fictional depiction, again, especially of Mike, Michael McDonald, 
and Kenny Loggins, yeah. two of the biggest guys now that that, that define the the rock genre. So if you go on XM, uh, I forget what this, you know what the n- number of the station is. Yeah, I know. But I there's a yacht to. rock station now. Yeah. Yep. And I guarantee at least every 90 <laughs> minutes you're going to hear one of those two guys, if not multiple times. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right? Okay. Um, so the four guys, their names were J.D. Riznar, Steve Huey, Hunter Stair, and David Lyons. Again, comedians. Um, so the series follows the fictional travails of those two, Michael McDonald and Kenny Loggins, uh, one played by Riznard, the other played by Hunter Stare, um, in the quest to create the mellow and smooth tunes yeah. that exemplify the category of Yacht Rock. Yep. Okay? And after they did the web series, it was so popular, they decided to take it to a whole another level. And they, did a, they started doing podcasts and going through, you know, picking three or four songs each time and explaining yeah. Yacht Rock. And you kind of, you told me briefly that people would submit songs and then they would basically rate it or rank it in a certain way to say whether it was yep. on the Yachtsky scale. So there's Is something, this right? Okay. There's something called you got to talk about this a little bit. There's something called the Yachtsky scale. And the Yachtsky scale, it's, it's the, the actual website is Yacht or Yacht, like <laughs> N-Y-A-C-T. Okay. Um, and... So they take, you know, probably have what, 150, 200 songs probably, Mike? Right around there, yeah. Um, that they give a score to and as how high it is on their yacht scale. Okay. And it's got to be over a 50 for them to consider That's what yacht. you said. I remember so that right. from the first one. Yeah, it has zero, to be a 50 or above. Zero to 100 okay. is the scale. Right. Um, but we also talked about last time, like you guys have a bit of your own criteria or your own kind of feel for what Yacht Rock is. And it doesn't necessarily match with theirs exactly so that's the whole right. thing is that they have something that is that they've defined very narrowly and I'm going to go through the, what their criteria is um, but I think you can expand it out a little bit further right. Again, it's not every um, you know soft and, 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 and mellow tune from, you know from mid 70s to mid 80s um, but it's certainly you know there, there, there's a decent number that should be included that again they, they kind of narrow down a little bit more than it should I think but let me go through the criteria real yeah quick. please um, number one a very crisp clean and well-produced sound that's right that was the one that floored me last time you told me i didn't think that that was such a big deal but now that i listen to the category a bit more now i realized everything is expertly produced absolutely it's so precise right all the recordings are perfect and and a big reason for that is because the second criteria is that they it's the use of elite musicians I'll call them and producers mostly from Los Angeles is right, where most yeah, of this originated. Okay. So like Toto, right? One, one of the one of the bands that we did in the last one. Um, you know, it, it's all these session musicians like Steely Dan used them. Yeah. Um, so the, these were high line guys that really knew that, players that knew yeah. their craft, yeah. right? Um, not necessarily the the biggest people in terms of you know marketing or, or, or the name in the industry, but just guys that could re- and gals that could really play the instruments very well. Got it. Um, the other thing is that there's a big influence here on with jazz. Okay, and you definitely hear that on Steely Dan. By the way, I'm sure if people have listened to this before. Steely Dan is my favorite band. I still have not done a Steely Dan podcast. Don't it know. Must it must be done. It, you made someday. the claim it will be. It would be your last. I, th- I think it'd be my Which, swan song. Yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah. I will also spoil one more time. There won't be any Steely Dan songs today. Even no though way. They I thought for sure this they, time. Well, maybe Yacht Rock three. So okay. Um, right. But <laughs> so jazz is important, which Steely Dan employed very well. But also R and B. R and B is a crucial part. Yep. R and B influence. Yeah. Um, for, for Yacht Rock. So two of my favorite categories. I think two of your favorites, right, right, Jason? Absolutely, for sure. Um, another one, use of the electric piano. Yeah. And, you know, again, we... we Keyboard, we, synthesizer, keyboards, and yeah we, we, yeah. we think about Michael McDonald. That, that That's a big part of what he does. Um, 
then there's an upbeat rhythm called the doobie bounce. Yeah. Let me play that. Just something that, that, that exemplifies that. A song that Mike did last time. And it's not even a Doobie Brothers song. It's a good tune, though. It's such a good tune. Yeah, dun, you feel it, dun, though. Dun, 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 yeah, dun. right? So, you know, Robbie you know Dupree. You know what, to me, you know, I, I wanted to say this um, last time when you guys played. Oh, no, play it, play it. Keep playing? Yeah, okay. I, I want to say it while it's in the background. It's, it's a very either fast, slow song or a very slow, fast song. Does that make yeah, sense? That's a really good description. Do you know what yes. I mean? I don't know if you would dance to this slowly or if you would dance to it quickly. It is. It's it, right, right in, the middle. in the middle. Right. Right? Just like you what is it? It's so, it's, it, it's because it's, when you're on the boat, the waves move you just the right pace. There you go. That's what it is. There you go. It's perfect. What, what was what was this one? It was like a mid '80s kind of a uh, Robbie Dupree. Robbie Dupree. Right. Steal what, away. What was the ranking on this one? Do you remember? It was like uh, mid '80s. I well, think, yeah. wasn't it? Like '85. Yeah. Right. But again, I think part and of the you, reason it was so low is because they think that he ripped off um, Mike McDonald's. McDonald's. What yeah, a fool you belief. did say that. You yeah. did say that. All right. All right. Okay. Sorry. So um, again, there's that doobie bounce. Um, next and, and final category, and I think this is important too: rye and complex lyrics that. Yeah. Fits stealing into a T, right? Um, and often they sing about heartbroken and foolish men. Um, so remember from last time, we aren't curing any of the world's no. <laughs> ills with these songs, right? That's right. You know, there, yeah. there, there's no social commentary. There's no, no trying to make a change. No. There's no, no, you know, I'm gonna, you know, it's fun, lighthearted it music. Fun, yeah, lighthearted music. Yep. Um, you know, because it's perfect tunes for sale in the smooth, you know, the smoothest seas that are out there. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so we also talked about that. We said it's not a boat. It's not boat music. It's no. not for uh, like salt water, the islands, that kind of stuff. It's more what I describe as kind of harbor music or exactly like the Northeast or San Francisco Bay or those kinds of boats. Right. That's the way it you're, sounded to me. You're 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 not just like, you know, kind of skiff. You're not a skiff exactly, right. a skiff yeah. or a fishing boat right. or you know, Jimmy Buffett was one we talked about yes. last time. Yes. Yes. Jimmy Buffett is not yacht rock, right? right. You had you had played a song and it was like a 2.5. Well, it was we, really low. So like, I play, I played Margaritaville, which right. everybody knows. I won't replay it, but right. I played Margaritaville. That's a 2.5 on the Yachtsky seal. So almost a zero. Um, and the reason is is because it's it it's mellow, but it's not smooth. Yeah, right. Exactly. So it's got to be smooth. You said that. Yeah. You're on a yacht. You're not. You're not bouncing up and down the waves. In yeah. fact, to prepare myself, I golfed yesterday, and on the golf course, oh. I played. You know, my my your, playlist. Your selection. So, yeah, that's that's what. This All right. Music well, is. let's let's get into it because instead of just talking about the category and talking about the things that are on or off the boat, so to speak, let's actually get into some music and then have you guys tell me why you picked it, why you like it, and why you think it belongs, or why others don't think it belongs. So who wants to start? I'll start. Okay. Kev, you're up. All right. So you ready? And I will preface this by saying I'm surprised that Mike and I did not have an entry from this band last time. All right. Let me see. There's your keyboard. The electric piano. It's so mellow. Smooth. And even when the voice comes in right here. Yeah. Is this, wait, is this on the Yatsky scale? 
I'm gonna give you the number. Are you gonna give me the number? Okay, Something all right, all right. So this is Hall Notes. Yep. She's gone. What year is this? Do you know? It's 1973. 73! You know, I don't think of them as being that old, but they are. Like, that young in, that, in, in the genre. No, right. In the genre. In the decade, right? You know, I thought, I thought they were late 70s, but wow. This has got to be early Hall & Oates, too, huh? 73. It's, it's not even their first album. No kidding! It's their second. Oh, wow. wow. Interesting. This is a great line right here. I need a drink and a quick decision. I need a drink and a quick decision. That's good. It sounds like we all got it. Great chorus. Such a great What a build. So good. I'm sorry. That is a that is a Yatsky. That is all right. That's got to be a perfect score. No. You ready no. for me to blow your mind? Yeah. 42.75. Right? Why? Again, it's technically out of their age range, right? Because they said right. 75 and further. Too early. But, 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 oh. but, but, but. So even though this came out in 73 on an excellent sophomore album called Abandoned Luncheonette, but before I, I did this, I always thought that was their debut album. No, there's actually an album before that called Whole, Whole Oats is the first one. Really? Um, and I think most of the world thought that Abandoned Luncheonette was the first, but... Um, were there any hits off that first album? That, this was it. So this, this, oh, this was the song. Um, and so you and your listeners may remember that from the last Yacht Rock podcast that my college roommates and I love to put album covers yes. all over our uh, walls that are uh, you know in our apartment back in the day. Abandoned Luncheonette, definitely on there. Go look it up, listeners. It's basically a picture of a Jersey diner that's been overrun by trees and foliage. I don't um, remember. Oh, it's a great, great really? cover. Like a, like, yeah, like, like a side of the road establishment up. that failed and nature just took over from there. So, oh, wow. Um, but so, again, the crazy thing, it was released in 73. However, it only made it to 60 on the Billboard Hot 100. And so what happened, like, listen, if you're not making Casey Kasem's top 40 back then, yeah. forget it, right? It's curtains. However, after Sarah's Smile came out in 1976 on the on their like their fourth album, um, they went back and the DJs found this, played it again, went to oh. number seven. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, so oh, that's pretty cool. Wow. So it, it it was essentially re released. So that that puts it into the Yatsky era. Right? Oh, the I Yacht see era. what you're saying. But yeah, yeah, I you know, and I didn't listen to the to their reason behind it. But that that is smooth. That I is don't know mellow. what more you want. From right? a, from a yacht song than that that wow that's surprising so, yeah, that is surprising only, only a forty two seven five to start off that would be my lowest ranked one I thought day. you were gonna say better off dead brought it back to the charts oh good good call right <laughs> movie podcast yeah movie podcast yeah good all right Michael you are next all right would if you were to rank uh, all of the most important yacht rock artists would Hall and Oates make the top ten they have to be in the top ten top yeah, ten right. okay. not probably not top five but definitely okay, top, top ten, 10. okay yeah, for right. sure good. That's why I couldn't believe we didn't do neither yeah, Mike nor I did I that last time. Yeah. Okay. So Kevin covered the genre pretty well, right? And in the first episode, I didn't go too deep into how I got into it, right? Other than subliminally hearing it growing up in my house. That's true. Yeah. Um, but my first job, my first real career, uh, I was taking actuary exams. Okay. And I'd be studying several nights a week, hours at a time. Really <laughs> difficult test taking uh mathematics that was you know painstakingly boring right so i needed something to listen to while studying that wasn't hard rock or rap or um something that would distract me 
So I wanted some nice background music. And uh, Ambrosia was the Pandora station that, oh, I, really? that I played. And it so, just brought me down this rabbit hole of yacht rock type. So it was the band Ambrosia. The band like, Ambrosia. Like they're, they're, they're some, yes. They're, they're How would you even come across Ambrosia? In the I knew place? I I liked a few Ambrosia songs. And okay. I was like, okay, right, this is right. the kind of thing I want to. And so you to. said, let me build a station around that. Yeah, I mean, it builds it for you. Yeah, right, 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 right. right? So I just would let it play all these new songs I'd never heard of, or maybe I heard when I was a kid and it just kind of brought it back to me. Got right. And, and I did Ambrosia in the first Yacht Rock podcast. That's right. You're the only woman. Yep. You did. So um, this first song, it's not Ambrosia, but it came from this channel the first time I heard it, or the first time at least I recall hearing it. Uh, it's no, no big story to it, but it's just one of those soft, mellow songs <laughs> that you would make fun of me for, Jason. I do. Uh, but it did make, 11 on the 1981 Billboard charts, and it barely passes the Yachtsky score with a 54. Ooh, okay. So it is technically right. Yacht Rock, but barely. Okay. This is Cool Night by Paul Davis. Oh, this is a great song. <laughs> oh, I do know this one. Great, too. <laughs> and yes, this is absolutely one of the songs I would make fun of you for playing. Oh, totally. I'm like, why are we listening to this? Why... How do you like this? It's just so slow. I sometimes wonder why. Oh, it's so good, Mikey. We aren't solving world hunger with this tin, right? It is uh, just not at all. Great fun stuff. Another heartbroken guy. Exactly. There you go. Heartbroken fool. It, you know what though? The, in this particular song for me, it's the chorus. Oh yeah, he's so good. What year? 81. It's gonna be a cool night. Just let me hold you by the fire. So good. His backing vocals are great, too. Yeah. yeah. All right. I could, that's, that's, that belongs on the yacht for sure. So you'd play the Ambrosia Station, and then it would recommend similar songs in that yeah, same kind of category. And this would come up. And then what was it? Frame. What was it about this song that was just like, you know? I, I think it was the chorus, just like you said. <laughs> it was just the harmony and, you know, the backup vocals. It was just nice and mellow, and I could still study, but just a, a beautiful song. It's so funny. So, yeah. people, so most people are studying to like Tchaikovsky and like, you know, Mozart. I tried right? that. This no, is better. This is That's fantastic. All right. Great. So, and, and one thing about that, that's a one-hit wonder, right? Uh, he also had um, I Go Crazy. Oh, he did yeah. have I Go Crazy. That's yeah. another great one, too. It's funny because if there's any song I used to make fun of you, it was that one. Because right. it's so, that one's like depressing. Yeah, that, and one that one's like, it's, it's, it's just really melancholy. Well, I'm a grunge guy, so depressing is kind of right up my alley. Yeah, but it's just like slow rock depressing. It's different. But I think we definitely had a couple last time that were one-hit wonders. Or, or I mean, "Steal Away" by Robbie Dupree is pretty right. much one-hit wonder, right? Um, so the, these guys didn't. Some of them didn't have a ton, right? Obviously, yeah. you, you have your big bands that, that that made a lot of songs in this genre, and then some that just did a few. Can I ask a question before you do your second one, Kev? Yeah. Speaking of the genre, um, in the late seventies, early eighties, was this the popular thing that was going on? In other words, I'm not a huge into eighties music that much i'm big into 70s rock but this isn't rock 
So in this category or in the slower space of music, was this the sound? Is that why it well, was so many even one hit wonders happen to exist? You know what I mean? But like like, we're, we're, like Poppy, like the one hit wonders of today sound like all the other pop songs right. today because that's kind of the sound of today. But was think, this the sound of then? No, because think about what, what was big in the late 70s. Disco. Disco. So these were competing with disco, right? This was almost, I don't want to call it the anti, the anti-disco. I mean, it is complete opposite, but, for but, sure, though, but isn't it? For the most part, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. even, I mean, bands like the Grateful Dead were doing disco, right? And had a disco yeah. song, and, and yeah. you know, all sort, uh, the Stones, right, had, had some stuff that was disco-ish at yeah. that point yeah. to get into the genre. And this was, like, yeah, the, complete opposite. Kind of rebelling against it. So um, I think it, it was popular um, and probably started bringing us out of the disco era somewhat. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I don't think it was the prevailing winds, so to say, of the day. Maybe this is where classic rock kind of went. Right. Right? Because kind of. softer classic rock. Yeah. A bit. Yep. Interesting. All right. Where are we going next? So, all right. Since we talked about a one-hit wonder, I'm going to go ahead and play one now that is definitely a one-hit wonder. Okay. Ready? Let me see if I know this. Oh. One of my favorite songs ever made. I can't believe you're picking this song right now. Why is I, that? I, don't, I love this song. Absolutely, it's a great song. I probably sing this in my head once a week. I love this song. God, I love it. Get your captain hat. I know. I right? you know. Seriously, it's so weird how many of these songs I like, but for different reasons than it's yacht rock. I didn't know. Great opening. Great opening. The harmonies. Here comes the guitar good pace right so good so this is how long yeah by ace yeah Um, gotta be a one-hit wonder i don't know anything else by ace so definitely not only a yacht rock staple because the smoothness and the electric piano on there but it's definitely one of the greatest one-hit wonders in for sure history right oh absolutely Um, and and, and you had talked last time we did a podcast about the fact that you go into your car and adele plays and we didn't know if it was because it was by by um artist or because it was just the only song that you had right so i had the first ipod the little the nano one the small one that came out oh yeah and i had sorted always by artist and how long always was the first song they would play because of ace right yeah yep and that i i absolutely never skipped it because i love the song so much um so this first of all you want to guess the yatsky score oh man i feel like you're pushing me could like to it's going to be one or the other. Um, it's got the electric piano. It's got the kind of the bounce. I'm going to say good. Mikey? 80. Yeah. I'm going to say 80-ish. 55. Why? What's wow. missing? I don't know. God, so again, that, no. Again, I, 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 I love those guys. They're, they're, you know, the, the whole uh, web series they did was great. Um, I like the fact they defined it, but I, I'm not sure, again, why they would put this one so far down. I mean, it's still yacht. It's more than 50, um, but it's lower than, than it should be, than what I think it should be. Um, this hit number three on the Billboard 100, um, and only 20, though, in their home country of England. Um, I didn't know they were an English band. They are. In fact, do you know who the lead singer is? No. I know nothing about this band. It's a guy named Paul Carrick. Okay. And you're going to know him from this one, too. Tempted by the Fruit of Another? By the Squeeze. No kidding. Same dude? Listen to the vocals. What? No kidding. All right. But this is after, though. This was after. So this was 81. Uh, How long was 78? Um, All right. Hang on. One more, though. Okay. He was in another band, too. 
for this song. Yes, I do. Wait a minute. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. This is... Um... Can you hear me? Right, you like that? Yeah. What's the name of this song? The name of the song is Silent Running. No, I wouldn't have gotten that. By Mike and the Mechanics. He's the lead singer of Mike and Mechanics. No, yeah. he's not. Hang on. Wow. Mikey, did you know this? I know the song. I didn't know the yeah, wow. Mike and the Mechanics. Take the children and there get out of here. There's Paul Carrick again. Wow. So, do, do, you remember, do you remember who made up this band, though, of Mike and the Mechanics? No, no. no. It was Genesis at the times. This is mid-80s. It was the guys from Genesis outside of Phil Collins. Yeah. I didn't know wow. that. I yep. didn't know that. And then Paul that. Carrick was the lead singer instead of Phil no Collins. No kidding. Yeah, it, uh, the Living Years was the other Oh, The Living Years, right? yeah. Yep. So, I know that one. Great voice, right? In fact, um, Record Collector Magazine said if vocal talent equaled financial success, Paul Carrick would be a much bigger name than legends such as Phil Collins or Elton John. I think that's fair. He does so, have a fantastic voice. There you go. That's Ace. How long? So, right, yeah. Wow, those wow. three. Bands. Then, what a yeah. cool story. No, Ace deserves to be higher on the Yatsky scale. I I'm totally sorry. Agree. Wow. All right, Mikey, you are next. Okay. Going all around here. Okay. So the first song I mentioned came from studying when I was in my early yes. mid-20s. This one, however, is from my childhood. It played in my house often <laughs> through the ceiling speakers. Okay. Um, oh, I can't wait. And I was going to say, uh, so your brother Kevin surely was Kevin, indoctrinated. Kevin will know this song. I mean, yeah, Kevin knows this song for sure. Okay. Um, what I found interesting is I, you know, I saw it was rated on the Yatsky scale. And, uh, you know, this is a little more on the R&B side of Love Yacht it. Rock, I would Love say. It. Okay. You guys can give your own opinion. Uh, it was also released in 1981. It only hit number 61 on the Hot 100. Okay. It did hit number five on the Adult Contemporary which uh, is kind of the, the cat. Yeah, 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 right, right. right. Okay, all right. So it's a 71.25 on the Yatsky Ooh, scale. 71.25. The most interesting part for okay. me was, because I've known this song for 30 plus years. Right. I didn't know who the artist was that was giving credit for this song. Wait, what does that I, mean? What I knew that? it for the vocalist, who's a different person. Wait, sorry. You mean you knew it because of the singer? Correct. Not who the 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 band or artist that was recorded under. That is correct. No kidding. Because well, will the, I feel similar? The artist re-release the the vocalist re-released it on one of his CDs <gasps> later, but it was originally on someone Independently. else's. Independently. Yep. All right. I'm interested. Right. And, and that's the a cool person, clue. The person, the artist who whose song this is, is a music legend. That I admittedly don't know that much about, but you guys, I'm sure oh, do. Wait, what? I'm excited. I know this. These are great clues. His name is Quincy Jones. Oh, okay. okay, okay, sure. You guys have any guesses to the song? All right, so you're saying Quincy? This is a Quincy Jones. Quincy song. Jones released this in 1981 with another vocalist singing it. No, wait, I do know it. Wait, 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 wait. Because Quincy at that time came out with a bunch of Quincy Jones albums, right? That he didn't sing or do anything on other Correct. than like engineer and produce, but other people sang on it. Yes. Wait, did, did Quincy ever sing? That? No. I, right. No, right. He no, was always kind no. of. He was a band leader, the guy behind a conductor. The, right. Yeah. Yeah, and a producer and engineer. He right. did play trumpet, I think, and some okay. other instruments, but he never sang. Wait. So you're saying? Okay. Wait. 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 Oh, Mikey. I'll give you another hint. So the the vocalist re-recorded it. It's all, it's pretty much exactly the same, but release it on his CD in 84, album in 84. 
Is that a James Ingram song? Yes, it is. No. Uh, all right. Play it. Play yeah, it. Yeah, play it. This is James Ingram. Well, this is Quincy Jones featuring James Ingram 100 Ways. Oh, God. No this is awesome. way. Never guess who's there. Quincy Jones on the electric pan right there. Yeah, on that vocal. Yeah, great call. You know, Mikey, same exact thing. I would have thought this is obviously a James Ingram song. Yeah, of course. Well, we had the James Ingram Renaissance, right? So let's let it play. Great tune. Compliment. What a voice. What she does. Send her roses. As I mentioned last time, I want to sing along every (laughs) single one of these songs. This is right in my alley, Mikey. Oh, it's great. Uh, it's so good. And it, it is R&B. It is the soul oh, that yeah. I absolutely love. Dedicate her favorite song. And God, you want to talk about vocal range. Yes. God. Dude can hit some serious, serious, serious notes. Love her today. Great tune. Wow. Is it a is it a tad slow for yacht rock or no? Is right in the is in the sweet spot. Seventy one, seventy one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's awesome. It's a slower doobie bounce. But again, like you said earlier, you don't know if you want. Yeah, I don't dance know if it's slow. Right? Yeah, or not, yeah. Right? I don't know if it's up. Oh, it's perfect. All right, great tune. Absolutely great call. Phenomenal. Awesome. Phenomenal job. All right. What year? Eighty one. 81. 81 Quincy Jones. 81 yes. Quincy Jones. Then he came out, you said 83 or 84. 84 yeah, correct. Wow. What, that version of it, is that the original one that Casey Jones put out? Or, or yes, Quincy that, that Jones, was the Quincy me. Jones version. I listened to the James Ingram version. It sounds, I, I can't same. tell the difference by ear well, almost. Oh, you don't oh, think so he it just, sounds almost the same. You don't think he just redid it? Maybe. I mean, I'm sorry. It says, new, it says new version on James Ingram's album, but. It does say new version. It says new well, version. Isn't it like Taylor Swift, like going through and redoing yeah, the whole redoing catalog, right? Yeah. Kev? You're next. All right, we ready? We are. Here's the next one. I know that intro. Wait, I know this. Of course you do. Yeah. You'll know it in one second. Yeah, God. Now, this has to be 100. It has to be 100. It should be. It has to be. You want me to tell you the number? No, wait, just give me a second. There's nothing more. I have my hat on. I got a crisp white shirt on, blue pants, boat shoes. I'm on the back of the yacht, and this is what we leave the boat, we we leave the dock to. For sure, it's got to be this. So, the lead in to the first episode of Yacht Rock, the web series, (laughs) was this song. It's got to be. Should I say it? For what it yeah, is? please. Yeah, All right, so this is Breezin by George Benson. Come on. So good. Let's, let's let that guitar play real quick. He's awesome. He's underrated, in my opinion. So, I absolutely love him. All right, one question I wanted to ask you. Yes. That run-up, the way that he... Is that pentatonic? it's chromatic. It's chromatic, right? So you have Breezin by George Benson. All right, ready for me to break your heart? Probably. 77.5. No, it's 100. It should be 100. It's even called Breezin. I, right? What more do you want? Well, again, remember, one of the criteria was not just because the song is about a boat doesn't mean that it's going to make Yacht Rock. Okay. Right? Like Southern wow. Cross, those guys from Cross Stills and Nash, yeah. that is way low on the list. But there there are no vocals, right? I mean, that's... In that song, no, no. Right. Complete, yeah, it's instrumental. Complete instrumental. 
Um, but like I said, they used that song as one of the run-ups to the very first episode of Yacht Rock. How is it not higher? Yeah, it's, it's got everything. It totally, right? maybe it doesn't have. Yeah, maybe it doesn't have the lyrics like Mikey suggested. Maybe that's what it is, and it's just missing that component because it needed the sly or, or wry okay. lyrics. You know, the, right. the, that, something maybe that could. Other been than demerit, that, right? It's, it's but, I mean, come on, man. Here, here's the other thing that only hit number sixty three. On the Billboard Hot 100. Because is it jazz? Is it R&B? It's, it is an instrumental. But it, but it's it is like, so ubiquitous no, it's perfect. though now, it's right? Perfect. I mean, you hear it all the time. You hear it in commercials all the time, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, all right, though. Are you ready for me to blow your mind on this? Sure. All right. This is not an original song. That's not his? This is a cover. No kidding? I'm going to play the cover. And then Is I'm the t- cover instrumental as well? Yes. You ready? Yeah. Here's ready. the cover. Okay. More, whoa, kind of soulfully. Yeah, it's got more of a groove. Let's get you moving too. Who did this? This guy by the name of Gabor Zabo. Never heard of Gabor Zabo. You should have because he's a Hungarian guitarist. Wow, Benson stole that. All right, so this is, but this is cool, right? It's not, oh, it's not and, yeah, cool. so cool. Sabo didn't write it. Um, and it, listen, kind of like Elvis. Okay. <laughs> George didn't write much of his own stuff. Okay. Um, I had to include that in there yet again. That All song, right. though, was, was composed by a Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. Wait, 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 wait. So Breezen was composed by a Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. It was, and he gave it to Sabo, who was a Hungarian guitarist. Sorry. In, in sorry. 1971 was the original. 1976 was when Benson put that out. So you're saying a Rock and Roll Hall of Famer mm-hmm. wrote Breezen mm-hmm. or composed it, gave it to Z- to, to Gabor Zabo, Zabo in, in 71, and then George Benson recorded it years later. In 1976. Who's the, who's the, who's the original guy? Do you know a guy by the name of Bobby Womack? Of course. Bobby Womack. No Same way. guy that did It's All Over Now by the Stones was Sam Cooke's backing guitarist. He's the best, right? He's awesome. What? He did the- No way. He was Didn't the one that, that wrote it, gave it to Zabo. Wow. And then- George Benson took it in 76 and, and brought it into, into you, the prominence that, that is, is the now. best story that I have heard in months. I, I can't believe it. I never knew that. Yeah. Holy smokes. You know, you know how much I, I love and also have to hate Bobby Womack because of the whole Sam Cooke situation. I don't know if you've heard the Sam Cooke. I did listen to Sam Cooke one, yes. Yeah. So he's not a great guy. Right. <laughs> because of some of the things that he did right around Sam Cooke's death and after Sam Cooke's death and, and with Sam Cooke's wife, et cetera, et cetera. And because of that was basically ostracized from the business. Right. But he's one of the most incredible songwriters and guitarists to have ever lived. I mean, it's, he's incredible. Yep. No Breeze kidding. Is his. Breezen is his. So he, he, wow. he has a little piece of Yacht Rock lore. Wow, that's wow. great, Kev. That's Breezen really good. Benson. That's All right, really Mike. good. Well done on that. That's awesome. All right, Mikey, you're next. All right, I'm bringing some controversy on song three here. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> okay. So I found a tweet from uh, Today in Yacht Rock. Oh. That said, this song is on the boat. And meaning this, this song I'm about to play should be Yacht Rock. Right. Uh, or the Yacht or Yacht guys didn't even rate it. No Ooh. way. Uh, a, several people said this is too hard for Yacht Rock. Too hard, okay. like, like too hard rock or too. 
not slow enough, okay. right? Okay. Not, oh, okay. Not smooth. Not, not smooth. Not mellow enough. enough. Yeah. Okay. Um, I disagree. I I've heard it on Sirius. I've heard it on. I have a Pandora yacht station. And it I has, love and this it has song. Played there. It's played there. So again, I'm skirting. I'm going to the skirts of of yacht rock just to you know. Yeah. Broaden the horizons a good. little bit. You good. Know, I don't want to keep it too rigid. Good. Um, but this song for me, um, I love the video. In fact, <laughs> okay, it won the MTV award in 1985 for best overall performance in a video. 1985. Okay. It's a lot of fun. So this came from the solo album of a man named Philip Bailey. Oh yeah. yeah his agree. 1984 solo debut called Chinese wall. <sighs> Bailey had producer Phil Collins and mm-hmm. at the end of all these sessions asked if he would co-write a song with him. So they spent all night jamming back and forth, you know, doing choruses back and forth riffs and uh, said, Hey, let's record it tonight. So we don't forget it. Uh, like I said, it mentioned it won the uh, MTV award. And uh, I would say to the young millennials and Gen Z's who don't watch as many, at least old videos anymore. I don't remember the go, video. Go to Vivo. Hmm. Oh, I don't. Go it's to terrific. Vivo and check it out. It's like it's a terrific. behind the scenes yeah. of a video and they're getting already behind the scenes early on. No. Yeah. And then in like the last verse, they they're doing do the, the actual video. video. Yeah. No, it's I don't remember it, that. It's serious. It's, it's great. Their chemistry is awesome. Really? Phil and Phil are Phil and so Phil. good together. No kidding. I will watch it tonight then. So now, this, wait, wait, before you play it, before you play it. Yeah. It might be, if not my favorite, it's got to be top three best intros to any song, specifically drums. It's a great intro. We talked about falsetto before. Who yeah. does? Uh, no, Philip does, Bailey no, has a does great intro. Yeah, but come um, on, are the first 20 seconds of this song absolutely perfect? I love Phil Collins. I love both of them. So If you're a I drums had, guy, I mean, oh, this yeah. song is just... Oh. So this is Philip Bailey and Philip Collins with Easy Lover. The guitar is perfect, that slide down right here. The bass is perfect. Drums are insane. And then their their harmony. It's a great song. Mike, I'm I'm going to say this, though, to you. I don't think it's a Yacht Rock song. Yeah, it's It's probably too hard. It's a little hard. It might be a little hard. No, I love it, and I will never skip over it whenever I hear it. It's one of my favorites. But it is soft a bit, but not soft enough. Yeah. Right. Listen, if Am you want to, if you want to bring the party on the yacht up, uh, right, up a right, notch, right, 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 <laughs> play this. I mean, it, yeah, right. for sure. But he's so good. It's a great song. Can't believe you picked this song. I do love it. All right. So they wouldn't even. What did you say? They wouldn't. They didn't rate it. They, they wouldn't they even rate it. Okay. No. So th- that was my point. Right. Right. It's it's not yacht rock. It belongs um, on the boat. But it belongs. That, that was my it point. Does. It belongs on the boat. It's I would the boat. be happy here, and you know, 
if you were Korea, if you were to make a yacht rock greatest hits or like the ultimate collection, it doesn't belong there. Correct. But when you're on the boat, it definitely belongs there. Yeah. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Wow, yeah. nice. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we listened to that song a lot in college. You know, and I, and I mentioned we were big into yacht rock, even if that wasn't exactly in the genre. I mean, that was definitely one of those songs that we played time and time yeah. again. Yeah. So. It's awesome. Is there? There's not a lot of other stuff on that album, huh? Uh, Chinese not wall. That I Chinese know. wall. No. no. Yeah. So, Kev, you're next. All right. Here is my next one. Oh yeah. <laughs> Those horns. Oh, uh, so good. I have three comments about this song. Do you remember, Mikey? Like. The first time you heard this song? Because I, I know I was with you when the first time I heard this song. Like a different version of this song? Yes. 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 Yes, I do. Okay. I was going to say that. Okay. There was a rap song. I, say, I know it's sampled quite often. It, yes. Right? Oh, very often. And I go, where is that from? And you and I had tried to figure it out, and we then ultimately did figure it out. And yep. then I had to go and buy the original. So I went and bought the CD of originally and bought this song. But I originally heard it as a sample to a rap song. That, yep. Well, yeah. I know it's sampled often. Oh, very. Um, yeah. Bobby Caldwell's. I was going to ask you to do Bobby oh, Caldwell. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I have what? the I have the, the the album now on vinyl. What you won't do for love. Oh, such a good song from 1978. Wait, hold on. Let's just let's just hear the hook here. What you won't do to do for love. The vocals are awesome. So good. You tried and he, I thought for probably a decade, he must be like this really soulful black guy. Right. And he's the whitest he, white guy you've ever seen. And I will talk about that real quick. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Just a second. Go ahead. All right. Sorry. I'm going right to step now? on your toes. Yeah. No, 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 no. Um, because did you know after this, after, not after this. So 78 is when he, when he put this out. Um, and he put out a couple more records later, but then he became like a true like crooner, right? Like he ditched, during the mid eighties, ditched the yacht and the R&B stuff. And went like for great American song. No kidding. Absolutely. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, he also wrote the song "The Next Time I Fall." Do you know who sang that? Yeah. Wait. Isn't it? A very great soft music hit. Not yacht. Wait. It's it's a it's a duet. Yeah, it is. Uh, you want a hint? Yeah, a hint. Chicago. Peter, Peter Gabriel. S- Peter Stara. Peter Stara and Amy Grant. Oh, I wouldn't have gotten Amy Grant. Okay. So he wrote that. Um, so Yatsky scale for this song seventy three five, um, little low. It should be ninety something. Right, come on. It, and, and, but that that R and B backbone is definitely there. Hit number nine on the Billboard Top uh, Hot one hundred. Here is the interesting thing. So it's funny that you said you you went out and you bought the CD. Yeah. Um, as a result of it, when this originally came out for for part of the promotional um, for the for the, for the single itself, they did a heart shaped pressing of the vinyl. So the, the vinyl was heart shaped. <laughs> And it proved so popular with the fan base that they made 50,000 copies in February of 1979 in time for Valentine's Day. Stop it. So people it. can give it to their significant others. Yes. Um, it was the most Clever. expensive single ever made at the time. It retailed for $7.98, <laughs> which is about what an LP cost yeah. uh, back then. So, um, And the British magazine Smash Hits, going back to your That's point about, so about his ethnicity, called it, quote, mellow, sophisticated soul with a subtle Latin beat from a white American who obviously admires Stevie Wonder. 
Wow. And okay. it sounds as if it should be in a Campari commercial or the like. <laughs> so that's the other thing. Like back in 78, you could, I guess neat. you could do yeah. you know, liquor ads. Yeah. Kids today won't know that because they, they, they do liquor ads still. But remember for most of our growing up and actually until the last, what, five, six years. Yeah. You couldn't, Jack Daniels couldn't do, uh, you know, an ad or great news or anything. That's right. Now now they can again. So, wow. Bobby Caldwell might might come back to do liquor ads. It's so funny. All right. All right, Kev. How about one more? All right. I'm going to do one more. Okay. Like Mike's, uh, his last one he did. This one is not rated on the Oscars. Oh, okay. All right. And I will play it and let's see. Well, I know this. Yeah, you should. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> They're such just fun, light songs. Smooth and mellow, man. Yeah, wait. I don't know if I know the artist. Oh, come on. Hold on, give me a second. I don't know if I do either. Yeah, I know the song. Woman needs a love just like you do. You don't know who this is? I don't think I do. Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. wait. Hold on. She can't Can you give me a small hint? All right, I'm going to give you a hint. He did another song called You Can't Change That. That is, you can't change that. Oh, yeah. That is on the Yatsuki CL, 78.5. That's why, I don't know why they didn't do this one. It's in the same vein. It is, yeah. Let me tell you the name of the band, and then you can tell me who it is. Yeah. Name of the band is Radio. R-A-Y-D-I-O. I don't know this. Honestly, I don't know. I know the song. I've heard the song. I could sing some of it. Okay. But who's who's the singer? So, the name of this singer, Ray Parker. Oh, Ray Parker Jr. Oh, oh, yeah. Of course it is. I didn't know it was radio. So, oh, radio. Ray, Ray Parker. Oh. Radio was the name of his band. Stop and it. Here's the thing that's so terrible. And I think we talked about this. I don't know if we talked about it on the movie. You podcast. know, we should have gotten Ray Parker Jr. We should've. really should have. Yeah. So. Did we talk about it on the, the the movie podcast or maybe after you know the after party so to say which right is what we do after the, uh, the recording. recording stops yeah um, but that Ray Parker Jr. is probably best known for Ghostbusters for the Ghostbusters right yeah which most certainly not yacht right no no and not a great song no in fact you know I, I feel a bad great, a great movie theme it's song, a great movie maybe, theme and but not a great standalone song you know here's the thing I'm sure he's cashed a lot of checks oh for sure off because of Ghostbusters hopefully. Right? Though, did you know that part of the Ghostbusters thing is that he actually had to write a big check, though, to... He ripped off somebody's song from it. Huey Lewis. Huey Lewis. What? He no, wrote, I didn't know this. Supposedly a $5 million check oh. to Huey Lewis. Um, because he essentially lifted the guitar and bass line from a song called I Want a New Drug. I didn't know this. Yeah. No kidding. Um, but otherwise, listen... Ray, I'm sure Ray did fine otherwise on Ghostbusters. Here's the thing about Ray. I don't know if you guys knew this either, but he started out as a session guitarist. His first big gig was to be Stevie Wonder's guitarist on the album Talking Book. Oh, wow. And then he played for, wait for this list, Chaka Khan and Rufus. <laughs> okay. Bill Withers, The Supremes, and Diana Ross, Ross's um, you know uh, solo stuff. Yep. Herbie Hancock. Wow. Boz Skaggs, another great, yeah, probably Mount Wa- sure. Rushmore yeah, right. rock guy. The Temptations, Gladys Knight and the Pips, and the one and only Mrs. Tina Turner. No kidding. Wow. Yeah, so Ray had the chops, man. Wow. He had three top 10 signals with, with radio, including this one, which should be a rock, yacht rock staple. Went to number four 
um, in 1981. If I look this song up, is it Ray Parker Jr. or no, is it's, it radio? It's radio. It's radio. Yeah. Um, number one in the R&B chart. So. I never even heard of radio. Listen, it's nope. mellow. It's smooth. It it's excellent. Jack, it is, Jack and Jill is, was another one that was in the top 10. And then, that. like I said, you can't change that. You can't change that. I remember that. Yeah. Listen to those. They're great. Wow. So. Holy smoke. I should have gotten it from his voice. I should have gotten it from his voice. Those are great. All right. You got one song to take us out to, right. to leave the port. Here. Or maybe or maybe we're docking back into the port. I Listen, don't know. I, I, Either way, at some fits. point, we might have to do a third one. <laughs> we need a to. third we, trip we, we on the yacht. We probably would need to. But listen, I can't let a Yacht Rock podcast go by without playing something from the guy I talked about earlier, one Michael McDonald. Let's go oh, out on I this. I think it's only appropriate. This is Real Love by the Doobie Brothers with Michael Frontman. Would this have a score? This is 83.75. The highest one I did today. Maybe the highest one any of us did. Yep. This fits every criteria that they love. Definitely. Yep. Oh, it's so good. That's awesome. All right. And with that, we will say from the boat, thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time. Let me